Hello and welcome to Unlock Your Vitality with Magali on a Journey. I'm your host, Magali Matthew. Here we cover all things vitality, that is living full of energy. From gut health to spirituality, nutrition to movement, we peel back the layers and unlock ways to heal and feel our best selves, one conscious habit at a time. Stick around, let's dive on in. I'm so excited you're here. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Unlock Your Vitality with Magliana Journey. Thank you so much for being here, for taking the time, for coming back, or maybe this is your first one. Welcome. Thanks for tuning in. Um, I'm so excited that you're here and to talk about a few different things today. So you'll see on this podcast, I'll have a guest every once in a while. Um, It's not going to be necessarily something I have every time or maybe sometimes it will be. I don't really want to create labels and boundaries around it. I kind of want to just do what feels right. So let's see. Today, I actually have a confession to make, and it's that I originally recorded this podcast this morning. I have a downstairs neighbor who has a dog that literally never barks and was barking so much of the time. So hopefully he won't be barking today. Um, It wasn't just that. I had a bunch of tech issues and... I felt like I just wasn't in the right space. Um, So I'm excited to be refreshed and to come back and to share the same ideas, but hopefully with a little bit of a different energy and no background noise. (laughs) Let's see what happens. So um, as we are, I'm recording this on Monday. It's January 23rd. You'll listen to this probably on Wednesday or even later. And one of the things I really wanted to focus on as we are nearing the end of January and that it's, you know, we just had Chinese Lunar New Year. So it feels like it's a new year for everybody now. And I want us to think about what are the things that we potentially committed to or set goals into for 2023 and how do they look like? Now, so I generally do this uh, at the end of every month. I take a little bit of time. Sometimes it's just five minutes whenever I remember on using the notes app on my iPhone. And sometimes it's a lot more intentional, I guess, and I take more time. The idea is just simply looking back at what has happened without going necessarily into the why. I had a very wise woman once told me that the soul doesn't need to know why and I really resonate with that and so it's really just looking back looking at the what happened and checking what we had set our goals into and if those are matching if there are certain things that are just no longer relevant I think this is why I love goal setting so much it's not necessarily to reach those goals but it's to really understand okay this is what I was striving for. This is where I was trying to get to. This is what I wanted. And then you get to look back and understand what has happened. And so I love to do this throughout the year because it's just an opportunity to kind of check in. And obviously we set goals at the beginning 
of you know a year so usually early january or maybe some people end of december and then 12 months is a really long time so many things can change so many unexpected things happen uh we might get new learnings along the way and just want to change those and i think it's uh, an important process of continuous reflection and tuning in so i'll take you on the journey of mine of what i've been wanting and starting 2023 and what has really not been sitting with me actually and what i am excited about changing um so I talked a little bit about this in previous podcasts, but I am having an interesting gut health journey. I, uh, end of December, did multiple new tests and figured out that I have SIBO, small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, and I was excited to start a new protocol following my intuition. So I think by now you guys know that my word of the year is intuition, and so given the knowledge that I had of having previously worked with experts Uh, doing my own holistic health coaching, and most importantly, my intuition, I really wanted to set this protocol in a way of uh, figuring out how to go through this, the natural route, and potentially, I mean, the end goal being heal this and be free of bloating. Um, And so I started the the like ins and outs of what I'm doing and how um, the idea is really to just show you my thought process and what I went through rather than like the nitty gritty. But I chose this biphasic diet, which is a part of a diet that I've done in the past. If you're familiar with this these elimination diets at all, it's similar to like the low fod fodmap at the beginning, and then a bunch of other things that you're not um, meant to be having. And so. The first few weeks, I was like, okay, I got this. I got really creative in the kitchen. I got really excited. And then I kind of hit a point where um, I think it was a few weeks ago and I was craving carbs. I was just, my body was craving rice Um, on this, you know, elimination diet on this part of it. I really wasn't allowed to have um, any like grains or starches or anything like that and rice also being one of them uh when you get to like two weeks after you're allowed to put rice in but for the first two weeks you're not and I was a week and a half in I think and I was craving it and so I started kind of to spiral in my head um at first I was like okay I'm gonna just make rice and then Earl was at the gym at the time and he is first of all just the most supportive and whenever I tend to do the cooking at home. He does the washing up and putting things away. Uh, It just works for us. That's what we intentionally decided to do. Um, And he's super supportive. He was like, yeah, whatever you eat, I'll eat the same. Like you're in charge of cooking anyway. And so let's go. And so I know that if I was going to add something different, he was also going to feel it and realize it. And so I uh decided to make rice and then I sat down and I had some rice and I was looking at the rice and I was like oh my god am I putting all of my efforts into doing this the natural route of the elimination diet blah blah into like failure because I'm having this rice right now and with hindsight and having processed it and having also talked about it in therapy I can look at that and understand that while first of all I 
even though I set out to use my intuition into, you know, this new protocol, I actually already was not following my intuition because that was clearly my intuition just being like, hey, we need some rice right now. Like, let's just do that. And rather than just accepting that and doing it and, you know, moving on with my life, I started feeling really um, feelings of shame, of guilt, uh, blaming myself, and also really finding myself stuck into this protocol that I was following, having seen different things online and again from the research I've done in the past and the work I've done in the past. And it was kind of like, wait a second. First of all, I've tried this before. It hasn't worked. Second of all, I said I was going to follow my intuition, but I put myself in a restrictive place again. Third of all, I think this is just one of the things I've really, really understood and realized lately is that there is so much conversation around these elimination diets and around these um, different ways of healing and stories that have worked for people. And I've heard so many people being like, oh, just do this. And in two weeks, you won't be bloated anymore. Or, you know, oh, try this. And yeah, within a week or two, it'll be fine. And I'm on like three years of figuring this out. And so hearing those stories is both really inspiring and a little detrimental because it's really frustrating after having done, I've probably done by now at least four, three months, really intense protocols. And that's a really long amount of time to put yourself on such restriction. It also creates so much food anxiety because then when it comes to starting to have the foods again, you know, it creates this, yeah, anxiety of, well, is this going to hurt me? Is this actually good for me or not? Um, and I think most importantly, we are all bio-individual. This is something that, you know, whether you're th- following the western way of medicine or the eastern way or the alternative or holistic there's so many different ways but the thing is that we know each person is very different and whilst there's some blanket approaches that work you know to reduce certain symptoms or others for a certain amount of people I'm really 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 interested in looking at holistic health meaning really looking at the whole person That means, yes, looking at, you know, physical things and food. It also really means looking at the mental and the emotional, how we're processing emotions, right? When it doesn't matter what you're eating, if you're having a burger, a salad, a soup, or rice, when you're still sitting there in shame and guilt, that energy is going to transmit into your digestion, when you're sitting there having fun, maybe laughing with friends, you can have the greasiest pizza and your digestion is going to just flow because of that feeling, right? Now, I'm not suggesting necessarily to make that a big part of your diet regularly. Um, It's just there is so much more to each person. And again, each person is so different. And so It's something that I know, that I know to be true and that I want to practice and that I want to help the clients that I'm seeing as well as just, you know, it's something I talk a lot about with friends and family. And even though I wasn't actually applying that for myself, 
So again, looking at, you know, January and 2023 goals, one of the big ones for me was figuring this out. And then all of a sudden I'm realizing that the way that I'm figuring out is so not, it's just not aligned with me and it's not working and that's okay. And I think, you know, once I got past that, I started to really understand the different mindsets and the, 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 again, the voices that are going on in my head. So I was kind of understanding a lot of this, um, over the last few weeks and days. And this morning I was excited to kind of come on and talk about it. And then there was still this feeling that just wasn't sitting well as I was starting to record the podcast in the morning. And then I already told you about the dog and all that. Um, we love him. He's super cute, but it was just not the right time. Um, or maybe it was actually, I think it was the perfect time. I think it was, you know, the sign to be like, Hey, now is not the right time to record the podcast. You're just not in the right space. Um, and then I had to do some admin today and it was the most beautiful day. And on my way back, we live on the other side of the Golden Gate Bridge and uh, the Bay Area. And it was just blue skies, beautiful weather. I think we're extra appreciative of it because we've had crazy rain. And I stopped uh, at the like viewpoint that all the tourists stop at. And I was just looking out and I was like, oh my gosh, this is beautiful. This place is amazing. I'm so lucky to be living where I'm living. And I've let this bloating thing, I'm just going to call it a thing, really, really impact me negatively and kind of take over my life. And I guess take over my life by taking over my thoughts. It's just so much of what I think about day to day, whether it's, well, one, because we eat three times a day. And so every time food comes around, that's like something that I'm, you know, it's on my mind and I'm thinking about. Um, and also just on social media, I'm seeing a lot of things, obviously, because I follow a lot of other health coaches and there's so much around bloating. I think it's just thrown out a lot. Um, and so I was just sitting there and I'm like, I just, this is, I, I need to enjoy my life. I need to go back to living and I really need to go back to a mindset of, you know, how can I look at this differently? How can I see this as a blessing, as a beautiful learning, as an experience that I'm brought on this earth to experience as, you know, what, what are the ways that I can make this the most beautiful part of me? And by accepting it, by surrendering to the desire to change it, by really looking at it as my teacher, as my healer. And it really helped me remember that I am here to heal and help others heal. And this is something that I heard on a beautiful story, which I definitely want to go back to and tell you. Before I do though, I was just sitting there and then I saw a sign. We're having a very fun eco experience time on uh, Wilderness Day um, on Wednesday. And I saw a sign that one of the beaches we're supposed to go to is closed. 
And I was like, I call Raul and I'm like, we have to go check out if this beach is closed or not. And I need to jump in the ocean and remember that I'm alive. And so he, you know, called Parks and Recreations and understood a couple things. And, um, and then we got in the car, we got to the water and, you know, we live in the Bay Area. So jumping into the water here is freezing. And it was amazing. I got in my bathing suit, whether I've got that bloated belly or not, and just jumped in, felt the freezing cold water, the waves. And it was such a beautiful reminder of, oh my gosh, I'm alive. I'm here. I'm so lucky to be here. I'm so lucky to be living in this beautiful place in this insane nature. And to be just here to be experiencing it all and we got to watch this beautiful sunset we had brought our tea (sighs) it was just such a beautiful moment and such a beautiful reminder of why we're here and that you know we all have little ailments and it I don't want to um diminish them because whatever you're feeling whatever I'm feeling, I want to honor that and to understand that. And I want to be able to live a life where that doesn't affect my day to day and where, you know, if I want to just jump in the ocean, I want to go out and do that. We're so lucky, Raul and I, that we are creating truly the life that we want to live right now. And for everybody that looks different, for some of you that looks like having a nine to five job that you're super passionate about, or maybe that, you know, it's, you're not that excited about, and you've got really cool hobbies on the side and that nine to five allows you to do those hobbies or yeah, whatever it is that that looks like for you, how can we just wake up every day feeling grateful and alive and with a desire to want to continue whatever we're here to do because I think that we all have that message and I guess that leads me to telling you the beautiful story of how Reiki came into my life. So I was first introduced to Reiki or the practice of Reiki Actually, the very first time through my mom, because uh, it's something that she practiced and did her certifications. And I have this memory of many years ago, uh, going through a breakup and her um, taking, I lived in London at the time, and her taking me back to France, uh, to our house in the Loire Valley and doing Reiki to me. And it was it was a crazy experience because she was putting, placing her hands above my heart and I just felt this like ice cold, like this, this almost freezing feeling. And on her end, her hands were completely burning. And she also with like a pendulum kind of was checking the different, if my chakras were open or not. And I remember seeing my mom holding this pendulum and like at seeing it move at some points and seeing it completely locked in not move at all and this was in that moment at my heart and my throat chakra because yeah I was heartbroken I didn't know how to 
process it. There were so many things I hadn't said and that I wanted to say. And so that was the first time that I really got to know it. And this was back in 2013, I think. Um, And then years later, so fast forward, moving to San Francisco and being in this um, very go, 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 the beginning of creating our startup. Um, And there was a moment where I felt, yeah, very overwhelmed. And one of my co-founders, Tommy, saw that and he had been to this healer and he was like, oh, you should um, check her out. And he uh, very gratefully or very graciously um, got me a session with her. And so I went and it was it was magical it was such a magical experience and it blew my mind because you know she does a lot more and um than than reiki but it's it is the one practice that has really really um impacted me and eventually uh, I mentioned this in the last episode but eventually the reiki energy called me and I did my certification with her so she's my reiki master um and it's it's really I think there's so many things that are happening in our subconscious and so many things that we don't fully that we're not able to understand that we're maybe not meant to understand at a mental level and that energy can really help us process and integrate these different emotions that are getting stuck in our bodies um the way that you know when there's so many things that are happening in our day-to-day there's so many things that have happened in our lifetime and in previous lifetimes and intergenerational trauma that gets passed down to us that stays in the cells like there is so much of that that is scientifically proven you know I'm not uh if you're thinking that this is crazy woo-woo there is a lot of research now on all of this and how um there's some beautiful books like uh, The Body Says No or It Didn't Start With Me that really go into more details if you're interested in looking into this. And so yeah, the Reiki has been a beautiful new adventure and it's been amazing to see with you know friends that I'm giving Reiki to or clients that there is certain things that when we talk about, you know, we might get through and we might create a plan, you know, as a holistic health coach, I'll help people come up with, you know, lifestyle changes that they want and things like that. And then there's just these things that are not at all talked about. And once we let the energy of Reiki do its thing, it just opens up so many more doors and yeah, almost a world of the different things that are that somebody might be going through. And I had uh, just yesterday one of my sessions with uh, my Reiki master and it was so beautiful because there are certain things that, you know, I know that I'm processing and going through and then that came out in such a different way within the session. And so I'm really excited to bring this more into my practice and bring this more into the everyday part of looking at health and looking at holistic health and just like you might you know be interested in acupuncture or you might have gotten like shiatsu massages um reiki is just another beautiful modality in this space 
And I think what I'm really, really excited about is combining all the things that I talked about at the beginning of, you know, understanding the mental awareness, the emotional awareness, helping with energy healing, talking things through, creating different protocols. And I really see this as, yeah, the way that I want to create holistic health being from, yes, a place of, you know, using my holistic health coaching certification and all the things that I've learned there to, you know, whatever it is that that person want, and then also using energy. And I just think mixing the two is such a powerful tool to answer and to connect to that bio-individuality of each person. So yeah, that's a little bit about my new adventure with where I'm heading with Reiki and holistic coaching or holistic health coaching. And I, I want to share uh, where I'm at with feeling into this journey because uh, last week we had a few different dinners with friends and you guys know that I live in San Francisco or we live just uh, outside of San Francisco north of the Golden Gate Bridge and obviously the majority of the people here work in tech and it's been really interesting to live this new transition of uh, you know I used to be a startup tech founder even though we were in the well-being space or Atlas Go is in the well-being space it's still a technical product and selling to corporations and there's a lot of that that obviously in the tech world that really resonates with people and they would ask a ton of questions and whenever going to a new gathering and I would introduce myself and oh what do you do you know it would just the conversation would kind of flow naturally uh, and also you know you'd look around the table at whether you're like sitting down with a bunch of friends and maybe new people that you might not know and it's kind of like oh yeah we're all in the same boat like we're all on the same page and now I'm finding myself totally being the odd one out <laughs> and that's been a really interesting experience for me it's also I think a lot of the people that we've been interacting with have been in a certain space for a long time and therefore they're much further along within that space and it's been interesting to not let other people's experience and where they're at influence where I'm at because I feel like I'm still at the beginning of this transition even though I left last June um, that's what like eight months ago and then obviously we traveled for a few months I'm still at the beginning and I'm still understanding so much and I also believe that all of the things that I'm going through personally right now with healing is so much because I'll be able to help you know talking about looking at somebody as a whole self be able to use all of these things to help others in this way and I you know, very much know that I'm here to heal and to help others heal. And but yeah, it's been really interesting to think back or to experience these dinners and being in social settings and then seeing how different I am. Whereas before, you know, you'd come home from a party or a dinner or whatever. And it's like, oh, yeah, so and so like, oh, yeah, they potentially worked with like this client and or it would, it would even be like a, a, a networking opportunity in a way without even like wanting it to be that, right? And, um, and yeah, reminding myself like, okay, you're choosing a different path 
It looks really different than the people around you right now. And that's okay, even though, you know, it's, um, yeah, it's, it's, it feels scary and a little bit uncomfortable for a lot of different reasons, especially because I don't have an exact knowing of where it is that I am going. I am really trying to take it day by day, understand the process, create different things like this podcast, which is a medium that I have always loved because you're able to go deeper in these conversations and, you know, social media and all the other things are getting like shorter, shorter in terms of span, in terms of time span. And this is an opportunity to go a little bit deeper in the project or in the, in the topic. Um, and so having to remind myself this, like, no, you're here to heal and to help others heal. And actually, this is a story that I would love to share. Um, so in August 2019, we, Raul um, and the Eco Experience team and some amazing people that decided to jump in, we went on a yoga mindfulness adventure retreat. <laughs> so Eco Experience used to work with young professionals. And I was leading the yoga and meditations and we, it was such a beautiful, beautiful retreat. So in Ecuador, we went to the Andes mountains and then the depths of the Amazon rainforest. And in a part on, during the, the Andes mountains, we were with this shaman, Tuamari, and he held, he held a temascal ceremony for us. And so in case you don't know what that is, it's basically um, a sweat lodge. And so... It's traditionally, I believe, Mexican, um, and it's this beautiful ceremony where the idea is that the shape of the temascal is as a womb, and so you're going through a rebirth. You um, burn these beautiful abuelitas or grandmas, uh, these beautiful volcanic rocks, so we first built a fire and then we let these volcanic rocks burn for four hours into that into those flames and then you enter into this sweat lodge and you put in rocks little by little um, which you pour water on and so it creates this uh, humid heat and the whole process was about two hours so it's quite a long time to be in this heat and you go through the different elements and so um, starting with earth and then fire and then water and then wind if I'm not mistaken I believe that's the order and so every time there is a new element you're able to you're guided um, by this shaman we do beautiful different songs and different meditations and also you're really invited to integrate with whatever element it is and uh, for me, I remember the water element most because it was so impactful because I was just completely shedding and crying. And so there was no, it wasn't, it wasn't even a feeling of sadness. It was just completely emptying everything that I had in me through, through this element of water, just letting everything go. And then I, at the end, um, so this, again, a two-hour process, you're obviously 
feeling so many things and it was an interesting ceremonial experience to understand that just the concept of heat can really like some people had visualizations others heard different things um you know you hear a lot i think when you think of ceremonies of like plant medicine and these different things and this was purely yeah using heat and song and obviously there was beautiful energy there flowing through through these songs and the what the shaman was guiding us through um and at the very end of the ceremony he said you know okay this is your moment to ask if there is something that you're wanting if there if you have a question you know we're going to express our gratitude to the abuelitas and also if there's something that yeah you want you need to hear you need to listen to and this was at a time where i was questioning really what i'm here to do what i'm what my sacred contract is or what i'm meant to be doing on this planet and so i asked um i said you know I thanked for them for this beautiful experience and then I asked I was like what am I meant to be doing here is there is there you know I know that there is a reason that each of us are here and what is mine and I very clear I very clearly heard I am here to heal and to help others heal and it was just this I don't know this insane moment of one it was so clear and not it didn't feel woo woo or anything like that it just felt like an inner knowing and and also just a voice saying like yeah this is it this is what you're meant to be doing and the whole obviously next days that's all that i could think about <laughs> um and so yeah it's something that i'm reminding myself continuously when when I'm in these moments of doubts or comparing myself to somebody you know working in tech and growing really whether it's like they're founded this amazing company and they're working like crazy and and they're really doing what they're meant to be doing um and then you know there might be questions of like oh did I should I have kept something going or you know, am I in the right space? And and then I remember. Yeah. <laughs> All right, my friends. This was a beautiful time. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. And I hope that hearing these parts of my story can help you reflect and connect back to your own and help you tune in also to what this year has brought you so far and know that everything has divine timing and I really truly believe that and I think whatever you're experiencing it's right here and it's right now for a reason and with that information you can continue to shape your year so even though we look at January 1st as like all right these are all the things I want to accomplish within 2023 12 months is a long time and it's normal that we might want to create more flexibility or adapt it in different ways as the year goes on. 
All right, that's it for this week. If you enjoy the show, feel free to rate and review. That really helps me and other people get to know about the show. Stick around for the well-being tip of the week this week, and I'll see you soon. This week's tip of the week is all about gut health. So you guys know I'm deep in this journey, and there is one really simple thing that has greatly helped me and that maybe can help you too. And that is having two tablespoons of apple cider vinegar in water, just a little bit of water, however much you want to dilute it before a meal, especially before the heavy meals. And that has two benefits. One, if you're like me and you maybe have low stomach acid, it helps boost your stomach acid. And two, it greatly can help with blood sugar regulation. And so if you're somebody that gets like really high peaks uh, of hangriness, which is definitely something that I used to get, uh, this can maybe help you. So let me know if you try it. I promise that eventually the taste, you get used to it and it's not that bad. And I highly recommend diluting it in water rather than taking it as a shot. Uh, just over time if you do it for a long time it's definitely better for um yeah your digestive tract all right that's it for this week if you enjoy the show or want to reach out i'm at magaliana journey on instagram see you next week